0: Welcome to Word of Truth Radio with Rev. Azuka Obi. Here is your host, Pastor Obi. Another is, don't give or sow a seed to a junior pastor. You must only sow to the GO or to the senior pastor in that chapter. As if the junior pastors are not called. This happens in a lot of denominations. Okay, another is you can only experience breakthrough when you sacrifice. You need to sacrifice the way Abraham sacrificed. Then you experience a breakthrough. Come on. Come on. I believe in giving. I believe in seed sowing. I believe in all that, but we should not make it a law. Because when you tell somebody that what is happening to you is because you did not sacrifice that when you sacrifice that problem will abate when you sacrifice you get a breakthrough it is not in the Bible when you do that you are making the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross 2,000 years ago of no value you are saying to that believer that the work of Christ the redemptive work of Christ which he carried out to reverse the curse to reverse everything that Satan has brought into the world is not enough. That you need to add to Jesus' sacrifice so you can get to breakthrough. I don't believe that. That is not scriptural. And at times, they now go and cite Abraham's sacrifice of Isaac. And they will say, give to Isaac. Give your Isaac. And that miracle will happen. Uh, This is not my subject really today, but let me just ask a question. Before I ask that question, let me say this. There is a sect that when they go for their service, they don't wear shoes, sandals. They go barefoot as they go for their service. Then there are some, when they get to the place of worship, they have to take off their shoes at the door then get into the place of worship to worship. I found out that some Christians leave their brain at home when they go to church. That they don't even think things true. A lot of Christians don't even read their Bible for themselves. When citing Abraham's sacrifice of Isaac as a reason why you should now sacrifice so you can get something from God, that is not scriptural let me ask you something what did abraham get from god after he sacrificed isaac is it the promise that he already got from god the first day god spoke to him in genesis 12. abraham isaac's sacrifice occurred in genesis 20 something so it cannot be the promise abraham got the promise genesis 12. is he wealth Abraham got wealth as early as Genesis 14. He went, fought, defeated five kings, and got their wealth. He even returned the wealth. He didn't even want to take it. Do you know what he said? So they will not say that they made him rich. He went to Egypt, came out from Egypt. Bible says he came out of Egypt wealthy. This happened ages ago. Happened more than 25, more than 30, 40 years. Before Isaac, sacrifice. What was it that the sacrifice of Abraham uh, um, provided for him from God? When you read that first verse of that chapter where Abraham, in quotes, sacrificed Isaac, the Bible made it clear why God requested for that sacrifice. The Bible said that He wanted to test. Abraham. What was it testing? Faith. Faith. So the sacrifice of Isaac was a test of faith. So when somebody tells you that you need to sacrifice your Isaac so you can get something from God, it is not scriptural. It is not. It is not. That is is on one side. On the other side, which I have already said, we don't need to offer any other sacrifice to get anything from god do you know why everything we require from god has been given to us everything jesus was the ultimate sacrifice we do not need to sacrifice anymore what do we need to gain access to what jesus has done on the cross what we need is just one thing faith faith in the finished work of christ secondly faith in the promises of god in his word that is all we need now if you want to give don't give to get give as a point of contact As a point of contact. Give. As an extension. Of your faith. We need to teach this right. Don't give. So that your works of giving. Your works of self-righteousness. Of giving. Will compel God. To do that thing. It will never. Ever. Compel God to do anything. Do you know why? god has done everything he will ever do for you and he did it 2000 years ago when jesus paid the price on the cross and the bible says that he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places all do all we need to do is to stretch forth our hands of faith now and collect those promises you don't need to sacrifice. But rather, you can give as a point of contact. That is the rightly divided word of truth. Now, let's hurry along. Another, another thing that the modern day Pharisees has put as a law is it's a way you don't give to your pastor on his birthday or her birthday. You are now a rebel. Another one is you must carry your pastor along in every personal decision you make. Your pastor, you can go for your to your pastor for pastoral counsel. For pastoral counsel to hear from the spiritual angle. Where it should not be given as a law. That's my point. It should not be given as a law. Let's not increase the burden on the people. Another is don't listen to your parents if what they say doesn't align with what pastor says. What? Do we know the role of parents, whether they are believers or not? Do you know the role of parents in the life of a child? Do you know the office parents occupy? Let me not go deep into that. I need to run along. Another is that I can not go on. <laughs> oh. Okay, let me give you this big one. one is don't drink alcohol, don't smoke ETC. So the question is, will drinking and smoking take you to hell? No, it won't. Okay, this is a big controversial. (laughs) But let me say this, if I explain. Do you know that Jesus drank with his disciples? Mm -hmm. The communion at the last supper in the upper room. He drank wine. And possibly he also drank wine at the wedding in Canaan. Who knows? So why are Christians told that it is sin? Now hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't switch off on me yet. I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain. So here is why. And it is the same reason I also advise but not command people not to smoke or drink. I advise them not to. I, I don't at all. And I won't take alcohol and I won't smoke for reasons best known to me. I won't. But hear this. See. These substances are highly addictive. If you engage in them occasionally and recreationally, you might be tempted to indulge in them further. For instance, if you take a hit in life and you are depressed, uh, to ease your depression, you might just go and take a glass of wine, a glass of whiskey or whatever. The one glass will lead to two, then three. Then before you know it, you come under the influence, right? God doesn't want you to be in a position where you lose control of your senses. Listen, listen. Because if you do, demons can influence you to make wrong choices and take decisions that you might regret later. So, God has put in every human a control mechanism called our conscience. Whether you're a believer or not, so your conscience is that fuse or it's like a thermostat that warns you or alarms you when you are about to do something crazy. (laughs) So your conscience is designed to protect you. Now just cast your mind back on some of the crazy things you've, you've done in the past. I'm sure some of them you did under the influence. Yeah. Alcohol and some of these substances people smoke are designed To bypass the conscience. To bypass simple reasoning and your common sense. And this is what God is totally against. We are supposed to be ruled, led, and controlled by our spirit, Not by our whims and desires. This is why they are not good. So, as they say, prevention is better than cure. So, did you see how I explained this? This is what is lacking. We need to teach the why, the reason for something. Give people the backstory so they can understand it very well. We should not play Lord and Master. Let allow Jesus and the Holy Spirit play their role in the life of people. We should not seek to control people. Let's teach them to yield to the Holy Spirit and he will lead them on the right path. Now, If you are listening to me and you still want to play pharisee, then we should add to the list of your do's and your don'ts. Now, The number 1 addiction in society is coffee. Number 2 I think is sugar. Then there is internet and social media and video games. Do you know that coffee addiction will steal sleep from you which might lead you to take some sleep medications? Which care, if care is not taken, you get addicted to those sleep medications. And when you are deprived from sleep long enough, it will start affecting your health. And it will reduce your life expectancy. Do you know that? So, coffee is very, very, very bad. Is it sugar? Sugar addiction is bad. It's the leading cause of obesity. And, of course, you know about diabetes. It's the leading cause of obesity. Sugar, yeah. So if you're gonna want ah, to do that, don't, don't drink, don't smoke, don't do this, don't do that, let's add sugar addiction. Let's add coffee. Tell the Christian, don't take coffee. It will shorten their lifespan. Don't take sugar. It will Do you know that sugar will shorten your lifespan, that is obesity, and kill you faster than alcohol and smoking. Oh, you didn't know. <laughs> so why then we don't have why don't we have that? As one of the do's and don'ts or one of the don'ts why are we selective why are we selective let's go the full hall let's go the whole let's go the whole nine miles so do you get my point now what's my point you may ask my point is if we must raise god's standard by adding our own man-made rules and regulations to it, we might as well go all the way and not be hypocritical by taking some and leaving some. God's standard is clear in the moral code which is the 10 commandments. Yes, it is. See, I must emphasize that this moral code has not been cancelled. It has not been removed by grace or the new testament. It is still in force, till date. The bottom line is that we need to be led by the Spirit. If the Spirit says don't smoke, don't. If he says you've had enough sugar for the day, don't take another scoop of that ice cream. Don't take a bite again of that donut. Don't eat that extra slice of pizza. Just obey. The Spirit will never, I repeat, never ask you and lead you to do things. That will jeopardize your health or open you up to demonic infestation and oppression and obsession? Do you know there are times when I overeat the Holy Spirit? I don't really overeat It's don't really overeat, but when I take lots of sugar or you know things too much carbohydrate or too a lot of sweets, chocolate, ice cream. More than I should, the Holy Spirit deals with me. I lose my peace. He will talk, say, oh, I've told you about this. I've told you about this. You need to cut that one desert. You need to cut that one sweets. You need to cut that one pizza and ice cream just enough. He will prick my heart, prick my heart, prick my heart, and prick my heart. I'm telling you, he does that to me because i am already overweight here i am and he talks to me about my weight that i need to lose weight i need to exercise i need to be active i need to increase you know my activity every day he does because he leads me he speaks to me he knows that i'm getting older and i'm at the age where i should not be indulging in all those things. And that is how every believer should be trained and taught to listen to the Holy Spirit. We should not hang again on the people, man's laws, man's doctrines. So in summary, Paul captured it aptly in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12, where he said, I am allowed to do anything. But not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. This is so apt. This is exactly the message I want to pass across today. I think King James says that all things are lawful, but not all things are permissible. I see, I like the way message translation puts it. Mr. Father says, just because something is technically legal doesn't mean it is spiritually appropriate. Let that sink in. See, if I went around doing whatever I thought I could get by with, I'll be a slave to my whims. Wow. You know, the Paul went on to explain in verse 15. I'm still reading from New Living Translation. Say, don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ. Should a man take his body which is a part of Christ and join it with a prostitute? Never. King James says, God forbid. Your body is not part of Christ. We are no longer the ones determining what should be done with it. It is the Holy Spirit that should be and here is why. Verse 19 and verse 20 says, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. Say, so you do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. So we cannot do with our body anything we want, we just can't. It no longer belongs to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Obi will love to hear from you. Search for Pastor C. Obi on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm really glad you joined me for this episode. Make sure you tune in next week, same time, same station. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you. Have a blessed week. You are in for a miracle. See you.